welcome back to the Bishy P podcast. We're delighted to see today we're joined by Jenny Jones. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. Can people see me and hear me? Yeah, you can see Anne period. Okay. Uh, Jenny is a British professional snowboarder. She's from Bristol and she's the first Briton to win an Olympic medal in a snow event after winning bronze at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi. So we are privileged to be joined today. Jenny, so thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. We are also joined today by Mr. McHugh and Mr. Johnson. Good morning, guys. Good morning. All right. Uh, I'm going to kick us off today. Jenny, I'm going to ask the first question. And although I've already introduced you, could you tell us a wee bit about yourself, please? Um, I have been snowboarding for about 20 years or so. Um, I'm from Bristol. I... Um, a three times X Games gold medalist, um, bronze medalist in the Winter Olympics in Sochi 2014, um, yep. which was subsequently one of my last um, uh, uh, competitive years or so. Yep. And since then, I now run um, workshops, snowboard workshops in Japan, Switzerland and France. And I okay. present on the show called Ski Sunday, which is like Should a... Go which I think people might know, but it's, yeah. Yeah, yep, superb. Um, and how, how has lockdown been for, for you? What, what have you been getting up to? Um, well, initially it was, because I my season, my winter season got cut short because we were in France when everything kicked off. And um, we had to get, I had to help get my clients back because we were snowboarding there for the week. And um, before the... Um, before everything was shut down, like the, the borders and things in France, yeah. we had to get back to Geneva Airport. So that was all a bit of a hoo-ha, got back and then have just been adjusting. And I think I've probably been doing a lot of what everyone else is. So I have started planting things. So I've got Super. a grass plant and a cool jet plant. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of those. Um, and then I've been, doing, I've been doing some fitness sessions that I've been running on Thursdays. Uh, which we've just finished, but they were Thursday mornings um, on my Insta. And then... Joe, uh, Wicks. Joe Wicks has got a bit of competition, has he? <laughs> no, I mean, he's smashing it. I saw, though, that he's like, but he hurt his wrist, did he? Yeah. yeah. I think he's back, though. Is he, is he back? And yeah. On? So I, think, I think Mr. McHugh's enjoying the workouts that he's, uh, his partner was doing. Oh. Yeah, the, the missus. <laughs> She, yeah. she did well, good honour though. If that's not your cup of tea and you get asked to do that, I'd be terrified. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Thrown under yeah. the bus there, Mr. McHugh. I've looked, to be honest with you, I, I don't make it up for nine o'clock nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> ten o'clock, ten o'clock's my limit. <laughs> so, Jenny, could you tell us a bit about, about your uh, schooling career then? So, what, what, what school did you go to and did you also stay on can until your senior phase of your school career? Yeah, so I went to um, the Ridings High School, which has now been turned into what they call an academy. Don't understand all that, but yeah. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I stayed on. Uh, I didn't stay on, sorry, but I went to college. I went to a yeah. film college and I studied my three A-levels. So I did GCSEs and A-levels. Um, my school career i love that you said career so yeah. was pretty uneventful like i right. was very average average at you know and i was one of those students that had to study quite hard to actually just do okay 
So, yeah. you know, like you've got those mates that would just be like, oh yeah, I passed that, I did that, I was fine. I was just like, oh, I, uh, yeah. So I got there in the end with everything. Um, yeah. I enjoyed learning, I enjoyed learning and being at school, yeah. but I just was terrible at like exams and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there a particular subject uh, at school that you enjoyed the most? And did you have anybody at school that was a, a particular role model for you throughout your school journey? Yeah, I was trying to think of that. And actually, um, subject-wise, obviously I freaking loved PE. Like yeah. I just loved all the different sports. Um, it, was a, it was a bit of a shame at my school, though. We weren't allowed to play football. So girls yeah. weren't allowed to. So it's pretty, yeah, rugby and right. football. And I think I would have freaking loved those. Uh, but PE in general, I really liked. I really liked woodwork and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> random. Um, but um, what was the other question? It was that you just said. Influential role models at school with yeah. the teachers. Uh, yeah, I had um, I had a really good PE teacher. I had a really good. I really liked my drama and theatre teacher, even though I wasn't particularly great at that. And I really, it made a real difference to me, like which teachers I. I learned well from because then it kind of depicted whether you enjoyed this enjoyed the lesson yeah. you know yeah. but with PE it was just yeah she, Mrs Weaver she was awesome and we used to yeah. learn, like cross-country run stuff which I know so many people hate but I loved it and yeah. uh yeah loads of loads of different sports that I got exposed to as well but role model wise <clears throat> like my brothers I think as well really? I had two, older, two older brothers and I just used to do a lot of different stuff with them, you know, yeah. rope swings, biking. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I, I, I that you, Sorry, Grant, on you go. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that I noted that at school you, you were involved in quite a few athletic events, um, notably the, the 400 metres, the long jump, is that correct? Have you like researched this? Yeah, done, done, done a research. I like that I did that. Like, did you research it like that? <laughs> um, yeah, how funny. Oh, my God, good work. Yeah, I nearly made it into the, the, the national school team for long jump, and I'm five foot two. Wow. <laughs> I was like, so. But no, I just, yeah, I just liked it all. I enjoyed doing yeah. it. I wasn't, like, amazing <clears throat> at any of it. Uh, right. 400 metres, then I did, I started at 15, then down to 400. Um, and I went to like, yeah, I had like an athletics club that I would go to, yeah. gymnastics clubs. Yeah. Gymnastics was the one that I did from about five years old uh, yeah. to about 13 or 14. Yeah. And, you must uh, have been pretty good if you were almost got into the national squad then. The schools, no, national schools. All right, okay. Yep, still like, must have been pretty decent. Yeah, well, that's still good. Yeah, but it was, I was never going to like. Yeah. I didn't stand a chance at the end of it, but yeah. at the time I didn't know that. I was like, "Yeah, I got this." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was just you know I did I didn't um because I didn't actually discover snowboarding until later. But anyway, yeah. I'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah. So I, where did I go off on a tangent? I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard because I'm not sure who to look at. There's like three <laughs> boxes. Okay. Jenny, you'd mentioned your brothers there. Either of your brothers, did they snowboard? We, um, they snowboard, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, they do, but they're not, they're not like great, but they think they're all right. Uh, so so like, did, you get, did you get into it before them or were they? No, do you know, we were, when, 
at school, I didn't actually discover snowboarding until about 15 or 16 years old. And um, I, my brothers and me were, went to the local dry slope and we were given a half hour free lesson. They were like offering it. So we tried it and, and uh, I wasn't very good. My brothers picked it up quicker than me, which I found quite frustrating. But we went back and had some more lessons on the dry slope and uh, I just thought it was brilliant. I was like, wow, this is so, you know, so cool. And I asked my college, me and my friend said to my college, please, could you put us a trip on so we could go snowboarding abroad? Um, and we managed to, to get that and get enough money together to go. And when I went snowboarding out in the mountains properly for the first time, I just, it blew me away. I loved it. It was so different than all the other sports in a lot of ways because it was, it wasn't as regimented and, and, and strict and you could just friggin' do whatever you want. And it was exciting and you could fling yourself off stuff. And uh, I just thought it was brilliant. And then yeah. I came back and had to finish my A-levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, so the next question is for me, Jenny. So when you were at kind of school or college, did you have any part-time jobs growing up? Yeah, when, I was at, when I was at school and things, yeah. So um, I worked as probably what most people like waitress and and sort of bar stuff when I got a little bit older but waitressing and those sorts of things were the key for me to like try and save money and it, I thought it was really helpful because it was a, actually when I you know give you a real understanding of like value of like what you're earning for the time you're putting into things yeah. and kind of that having to be sort of on time for stuff having to sort of be reliable having to yeah have communication skills with like the people that you're serving and I didn't have any of that yet you know so it was quite eye-opening and I learned a lot from that that I think helped me going forward yeah, yeah definitely okay. I'm, I'm going to blow you away with my research skills again but I read that you were once or you once worked in a cardboard factory is that true yes inspecting yes. cardboard yes it was the worst do you know when everyone asks you what's your worst job you've ever had yeah. That is the worst job I've ever had because I would go, so basically in that period, you know, between sort of school and then that college, yeah. I've now tried snowboarding and I'm like, oh yeah, this is sick. And then I have to go, I have to explain something to get to that bit. Is that okay? Yeah. So then yeah. it probably jumps ahead to your questions further on, but never mind. I, I had planned to go to university I was like, right, okay. And then my brother said to me, hey, have you thought about taking a year out? You know, and everyone was like, oh, you could take a year out and go do something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, like go and work in the mountains. And I was like, yes, that means I can actually go snowboarding all the time. And I was like, yes. So I applied for all these different jobs. I applied for so many jobs in the mountains. But yeah, you know, everyone wanted you to be over 21 and I was 18 speak French and it was my worst subject. I couldn't, I was terrible. You had to be able to cook, which I at that stage could not do. So I just got no, 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 no. So many no's. Two weeks before freshers, I had my place at uni down like studying, I don't know what else, I can't remember now, but we're, two weeks before, someone phoned me up and said, someone's dropped out of their job as a chalet maid, do you want it? And I was like, I literally had 200 quid in my pocket and I got the funds together to fly out to France and I started a job and that is how I actually ended up snowboarding properly. Oh, I know, 
it's it was such a like sliding doors moment i think yeah otherwise i just you know like that girl hadn't dropped out that job if i hadn't you know yeah. and then i was yeah. there and then that is when my snowboarding career started uh sorry my snowboarding like being able to do yeah. it but the yeah. thing that's relevant there is i then started doing winter seasons so when you came back you had to earn money but you could only have summer jobs hence working in a cardboard factory <laughs> and i was like oh my god is this my life i was like it's okay i can do this and uh you know when you look at pieces of cardboard and they've got the slits yeah yeah my job was to make sure that the slit wasn't too wide and wasn't too narrow <laughs> and if it was i had to pull it out and put it over there uh, i lasted like three three or four weeks and that's it <laughs> i moved on to like other jobs after that but i've had i've had other sort of jobs that i you know that they're not as long as you know they're not forever you know it's like that's what i had to do to fund yeah. you know i'm not from a like privilege like i'm not from a, a really wealthy background or didn't have any funding in me so i had to like fund that myself and that's basically working summer jobs and yeah. then in the winter i could spend way more time on the snow like getting better at snowboarding and competing and going to events. And in, in one of them, I worked in a, in Canada. I went to Canada, this is my second season, and I worked in a donut shop. <laughs> a donut shop sounds much better than a cardboard factory. But I tell you, I should, yeah, I came back from the donut season, from the season of working in a donut shop. And my mum was like, oh, you've been eating well. <laughs> Well, so <laughs> yeah but again it funded what i wanted to do it's i could snowboard every day and for me that's where i wanted to go with it yeah yeah um, so i've got i've got kind of personal question to a, i've read that you do quite a lot of surfing yeah i love it as a just for, i've not done i've done a wee bit of surfing just went on holiday um, very briefly and is there much of a difference then between surfing and um, snowboarding in terms of maybe the balance or the, the, the skills? Yeah, I did some research and found um, a photo of you surfing. Ah, uh, really? That means no, in the water? <laughs> Not standing up on a surfboard? I'm kidding, sorry. Um, is it, is, does it, are they the same, did you say? Uh, is, there, is there a huge difference in terms of maybe the balance involved or the, the skill? Do you know, there's some similarities, but in general, I'd say it's quite, it's actually, it's actually quite different sort of the, if you were to go into technical, like when you, when you're snowboarding, it's, there's a lot of movement just in you, you know, just in your feet, but also keeping your body a bit more of a unit and the weight distribution from one foot to the other. Whereas with surfing, you're doing the same, but there's so much more um, rotational movement involved with surfing, yeah. different to, to snowboarding really, uh, which is something that I had to get used to. And also the way that you stand on the board and, you know the way you flex your ankle and your knee like without yeah without getting boring but yeah um and also just ocean awareness like there's none of that in snowboarding you know and so learning about reading the waves and like tactically how you're gonna catch the wave what position you're gonna be in and everything yeah. like that yeah but it was all it's all very cool to learn yeah mr McHugh, thank you Lauren, for <laughs> I am on a professional career and I will apologise for my accent before I begin. I will try my best, right? I'm, I'm concentrating. 
Believe it or not, I've been given a professional career because I'm the advanced skier of the group. Okay. <laughs> I've done a bit of skiing just recently. Um, Did you like it? I loved it. Loved it. So, like, my, um, my sport is, is football. So I hadn't done any skiing whatsoever in all my life. And uh, Mr. Wiley, who's hopefully watching this, asked me to go on the ski trip last year. Yes. So February, uh, <laughs> February this year, February this year, um, myself, some of the members of staff from the school and some of the kids went to Pila in Italy. Yeah. And that was when I first learned how to ski. In front of the students? <laughs> With, alongside, alongside... Alongside the students. Oh, but then I got the I got my intermediate, and now I'm, I'm on my route to the advanced. That's what I'm on. Okay, so which colour slopes have you been on? I've not, I've not been on the, the blacks. Okay. No, I've been on the black. I've been on the black for like a wee bit, just, yeah. just a tiny bit, but I've been up right up to the reds. And have you been off any little jumps or bo- gone along the boxes in the park? I, I said I was advanced, but come on, like I'm not that good yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let, you have to be see most footballers aren't you know they're not they're in the contract they're not allowed to ski and snowboard it's yeah. like yeah it's not it's not allowed so you have to be careful is that is that not in your contract mr McHugh? <laughs> take about take a bit of time off <laughs> i noticed i noticed that mr McHugh gave mr wiley a wee shout out there mr johnson so i assume he's looking for a wee invite next year again oh, yes. of course he is oh yeah <laughs> What, what Mr. McHugh failed to mention was when he was doing his lessons, <laughs> they were put into different groups, and Mr. McHugh was in the bottom group <laughs> when he was learning to ski. And what's, listen, it's, the, it's about the end product. It's where you, it's where you finish. Oh, he's uh, <laughs> hey, an anyway. elite skier now. Yeah, compared to you two, yes. Anyway, oh, no, that's true. Um, my first question, Jerry, is what is the best part about being involved within snowboarding, within snow events, and maybe in the radio? It's the best thing about being involved in them. Um, I think it's, uh, I, I think snowboarding has a lot of like um, lifestyle and culture around it. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not just yeah. doing that and then going, you know, it's you live out in the mountains or you stay out there and it's, you get exposed to a lot of different cultures and people and that I absolutely love that whole experience, you know? So like going through my career, it was like, yes, I was trying to compete and go to competitions and do that. But there's this whole other aspect that comes in with, um, with the sport. And that is, we used to do a lot of like traveling on going on trips with media. So you'd go, with a, a photographer and video and you'd make films or you, you take photos and you try to create that or like in the back country and you build jumps, you'd go out maybe on sleds and or hiking and, and, and stay in huts. And so that whole experience that comes from it, um, which I guess is also relevant to like people wanting to get into sports in that wor- world is that there's so many jobs and aspects within snowboarding you know it's not just the act of going snowboarding it's like there's photographers there's videography work there's events work and I think so all the different people that I've met through that and the experiences I've had I think those are all the things that 
that I like about it and that's why it's so enjoyable I think that yeah. variety you know yeah but no, yeah. what would you say your career journey's been like you, you, you touched on the kind of early stages of it but yeah. how would you say your whole career has been um it's been I guess everyone has a really unique journey don't they like as an athlete and um for me I didn't obviously start snowboarding properly till 17 or 18 as as a chalet maid um I was snowboarding there at the end of that season I was someone suggested I go to the British snowboarding champs okay. so after about five months I was like what I'll actually go and compete and they were like yeah you should give it a crack I was like all right so I hitched a ride basically to Switzerland and slept on someone's couch and competed in my first ever British snowboard champs and um and won so I was stoked and then that meant that sort of led me on then to doing it more but there was no it's not like a lot of other sports in that snowboarding for British people there wasn't like a career path you know there's not a, there's not a support team or a, a a team of any kind I just start with ride with mates and get a bit better and go to a competition and then go to went to Canada to compete and then over those years we were just learning and teaching each other I didn't have a coach for the first maybe nine years of my snowboarding nine ten years and then after I then was aiming to get to the x games because that is for a snowboarder the x games is like the world championships so it's not like um it wasn't in the olympics slope style never was never in the Olympics for me to aim to go to so X Games was like what it was all about so to finally get there for me it took a long time but I got there and then in 2009 I think it was 2008 2009 and then won like my first X Games I was like that was everything to me that was like my career high and um, then following that I then won it again and then and win it again but that that second and third time was through then with a coach that's when I started I decided I needed those things but that path I think it's really important to know that people like you don't have to to be in a you know the best club or have like all of these things you know you can you can look for those and search for those out yourself and build that around you like that's something I did I like found a physio that I wanted to work with after you know after I was getting support from sponsors, I invested in that. A sports psychologist, I then sourced the coach, who subsequently then became the Team GB coach. And then he's still working that. And then we then went on to the Olympics from that. And it's just, yeah, I think that is maybe slightly more unique than your traditional kind of football or athletics and where you're kind of told, and this is how you're doing it. You don't really have that. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, you mentioned there about a sports psychologist. Mm. Uh, is, is there a major kind of mental and emotional side to the sport? Um, yeah, well, I think, yeah, for sure. And I know um, it's a lot more accepted now. People all work with sports psychologists, but I guess a few years ago it wasn't as apparent. But for me, yeah. um, I would not have won that bronze medal in the Olympics if it wasn't for my sports psychologist. No way. And, and I think that's because of your support network. It's yeah. like who's around you, who's, you know, by like, I didn't like snowboarding didn't come into the Olympics for slope style until yeah. I was 31 years old. Yeah. And I was like, oh crap. I was like, yeah. I like reached my peak and I was about to retire and finish. And then they went, oh, hey, it's in the Olympics now. And I was like, oh. yeah. 
So it was that whole, oh, I want to go, but I'm not, you know. So I had to use my resources so much, like the physio keeping me together, the S&C training, then the sports yeah. psychologist for sure, because yeah. you're head in the game. And like, I think I was like six years older than any other athlete in that, in that contest, you know, yeah. but I was like, well, I give it, give it a crack here. So yeah. Yeah, I think sports psychology is, is, is brilliant aspect. Jenny, can yeah. I ask a question just about your, the, the sports psychology side of it? So myself, Grant and John all teach hierarchy and we mm. talk about like visualization and positive yeah. Is that something that you did quite a lot of then in the run up yeah. to the Olympics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, massively. Like a few, a few years prior to that, um, we, I really started to understand visualization and watching. So watching a lot of things like the tricks I couldn't do, I would find them on the internet or find the one I wanted to see and I'd watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it. Then I would do, so what we work on, which is probably what you teach with the guys and tell me if I'm repeating myself for you guys is, um, you, you would imagine that with a, say you were watching it. So you'd watch the trick on the television and then you would imagine yourself, you would then turn away and watch it, but then you would also watch it through your own eyes. So feel yourself doing the trick. So yeah. feeling it and like closing your eyes and doing that quite a lot. And then what, if you've got recordings of yourself doing it, you've watched those as well. And yeah. all those aspects, then when you got on the, the mountain just before you drop in and you go through all that, that was huge. That made such a difference to like the, yeah. the, the chances of you landing the trick and um, especially through injury time when you've got nothing else you can do. Like it's been shown in studies what a difference that makes to athletes when yeah. they come back. <clears throat> we, we spend hours and hours going through that with the kids. So I think what we'll do now is just show them that last minute. Because you've just summarised that perfectly for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You touched on, you touched on a, a couple of highlights there from the X Games and, and obviously Sochi Winter Olympics. What would you say has been your, your career highlight? If you were to pick one. Not competitively? Well, yeah. Mm. Or um, another, whatever you like. Well, because in snowboarding, like there's other aspects which which we I don't know, like as snowboarders, you kind of deemed as really like prestigious and what you wanted to achieve, and and uh, or just tricks or things like that, you know. So I was, for me, a massive highlight was when I landed my first nine hundred, um, which is like three three and a half. Yeah, 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 with me counting, <laughs> um, and that was a, like a wicked moment. I felt like it took me a long time to get to there, and I was stoked. But then the X Games, for sure, the first X Games was like such a moment. And then to come back and all the Americans were implying that um, it was a fluke and there was no one in it and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, okay. Because um, as a British athlete, you didn't, you weren't given as much kind of, not respect, but like they definitely didn't take you seriously. So then, I went, so then when I went it a second time, it was like really satisfying. Yeah. Um, and then going into getting that invite and going to the Olympics, like for me, that was like to do something for your country. Like I'd never yeah. done something for like my country. And uh, I thought that was really cool. It was very different experience in that big, in the big world industry of Team GB that it is as a brand and what comes with it corp corporate wise and 
rules and regulations, which snowboarding is not really <laughs> used yeah. to. Um, yeah. But yeah, to go to Sochi and and compete and do that, knowing that you know I wasn't at the peak anymore, and I'd gone through a lot of injuries prior, um, that was an amazing moment. Like yeah. such an amazing high. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And see, the lead up to Sochi, did, did you train in uh, England or where were you based for that? Um, you train like, well, in the, in the summer, our summer, you train yeah. in New Zealand a lot and Australia. Yeah, uh, in their mountains because they've got like terrain parks there. And then pre-season, which is like September to November, December, it's a lot of the time in Austria in, on their glaciers because yeah. they've got early season parks they build. And then the rest of the time, it's uh, I was riding a lot in America, in Colorado. Yeah. yeah so those are the places I was riding at because the Olympics were in February. So yeah, December yeah. and January were pretty quick. A lot of traveling, a lot of time on the road. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole you're always away. Like uh, you're always away. So like the people around you, that's why they become even more important. I think. Yeah. 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 What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I'd like to get away at New Year. Any recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> oh, New Year. You want to go high. You want to go somewhere high. Really? So you, get, so you got guaranteed snow. So Teen is a good one. Where's that? In France, in the French Alps. T I G N E S. See, I thought Mr. McHugh was this, the. the Skiing expert, he didn't know where that was. Exactly. Uh, you're showing yourself up there, Mr. McHugh. I said participating in skiing. I never said I was a ski expert, but it can't be where to go. T-I-T-I. <laughs> How do you spell the rest of that? T-I-G-N-E-S. Don't call it Tignus. <laughs> hey, what about Scotland? What about up there? Well, I don't know if uh, Aviemore will have the snow. No, Ooh. not by... Not by oh, I went there this year. We did a ski Sunday piece. It comes out next week, next winter. Ah, brilliant! Yeah, they had some. We got did, some fresh snow. I did fancy. I did fancy Abbey more, but I don't think the snow is going to be there yeah. in December time. So okay. that's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to try. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> um, you, you touched on. You touched on a couple of injuries there. Obviously, they they, they can classify them as, as setbacks. But can yeah. you any particular setbacks throughout your career? that have maybe helped let you regroup and, and then go again? Yeah, so I've had uh, quite a few, I guess, injuries. And did you say I could count those as my setbacks? Or did yeah, you say, I do, yeah. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had, um, I've had five knee surgeries, one ankle, two six-inch metal plates in my left arm, uh, shoulder surgery, and I've had quite a few head concussions and a fractured tailbone. So I've had loads because well, it's an extreme sport and it's over like... Is that, is that it, Jenny, eh? No. Uh, huh? Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> if you, see if you're knocking your wrist, can you hear, can you hear the metal? I if we can see it. Oh. Wow. Yeah, you can, you, can, you can feel it in there. Yeah, because there's two. Because when I was... It was on the dry slope first year and I, and I went off a jump on the dry slope I was being quite cocky. Oh, can I use that word? Um, yep. And it's the last time I've ever been cocky in my whole life, like with snowboarding, because uh, I landed and I thought, oh my God, I've hurt something. I don't know what I've hurt, but you know, like there's so much adrenaline running through you. I lifted up my arm and it was just hanging down like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I better go to the hospital. So, uh, yeah, so that was that. But setback-wise, the one, the one that really got me when I was about 21, 22, I had been invited to the X Games. It was happening. I was like, yes, I'm going to, like, fulfill my kind of dream to want to complete here. Got there, and in the practice, I um, blew out my ACL. Oh, and, uh, and I was like, oh, crap. And so I had to – I did a rehab program, and it took about – six to eight months the whole thing like getting better from that um and that's when I came back to the UK and I first got introduced to a sports psychologist because I'd had a few injuries before but this was the first one where I was a bit hesitant going back on the snow and I needed to sort of cons get, yeah consider going how I was going to deal with that um but it was uh yeah it was an interesting time because it was the question of everyone around you was like, well, you should kind of call it a day now. You're 22, 23, go to university. And I think that's when I decided, no, I'm going to rehab this back. I'm going to focus. I'm going to reset my goals like everyone talks about. And I'm sure you guys talk about that stuff. But I just had much, much more mini goals, whether it was like bending my knee this much to like yeah. being able to walk down the street, <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. So I took, sorry, I didn't mean that blah, blah, blah. But I'm pretty sure it's a very similar thing for a lot of athletes and they tell you about those things. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was that for me. Um, I've had a lot of injuries since that and used the same sort of strategies to get over yeah. them and yeah. come back and consider how many times have I actually landed that trick versus not landed it, you know? Yeah. A, a ton, sorry, a ton, a ton more. And I have fallen it, so yeah. likely that I'm going to land these tricks and it's going to be fine. And yeah, um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know how else you would. I don't know if other people had a bit a better strategy than that coming back. But yeah, see, see, injuries, Jenny. I, I suppose it's it's not ideal, but is that quite common in that kind of sport of, of skiing and snowboarding? Is it quite common for injuries to happen? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You could have asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> in skiing have you, you haven't had your first ski injury yet then no I'm not good but some some of the kids had a few, a few accidents thankfully it wasn't me yeah 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 but it's yeah I think in extreme sports it kind of is like that like if you look at the team the team GB guys at the moment there's you know there'll always be one or two of them that are off injured and yeah. I mean, it's kind of part and parcel of it a bit you try yeah. to avoid it because there's like airbags now and different training environments that can like reduce the chances, but right. it's still there. I mean, you're going up yeah. an 80 foot jump. Yeah. It's not always going to go perfect. Yeah. 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 Is this, am I waffling? Are we all right? Oh, 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 yeah. perfect. Right. Okay. I don't know if it's beneficial to the students. Is it? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so Jenny, you spoke a wee bit about, um, some of your kind of training, more the kind of mental aspect of it. But what was your training regime like, maybe on the build-up to the Olympics, for example, or the X Games that you spoke about? Uh, what was my physical... Yeah, so yeah. Like maybe how often were you training? Was it every single day? Hmm. Um, with, with snowboarding, it's... Uh, okay, so you would have your pre-season... Yeah. So off-snow training, and that's very much gym-based and uh, you've got, you got an S&C who's doing various stuff with you. So your strength and conditioning, you've got your 
plyometrics was real key, like that explosive um, kind of ballistic power and everything. Um, and then gymnastics, they now have an acro, they have an acro coach. So the team now, and they also work a lot with, um, in, you know, like the, the setups with like the launch ramps and foam pits, as well as uh, airbag stuff, which they'll do pre-season as well. So that combination of all that is going on, but it's very much, you've got to get a good strength base behind you before the winter because once you're in the winter season if you 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 know as you know you can only maintain it otherwise you know because everything's sort of decaying you've got to like just keep the maintenance up but if you haven't got it there at the beginning you're kind of screwed so and then once you're on once the season starts you're riding it's dictated by the weather so you will you will you get really good at reading the forecast (laughs) because you know right you need your day off to be then because that's when the weather's crap. Because if you have your day off the day before and it's sunny, you just screwed yourself again. So it's all dictated by that. And then you would generally ride three, sometimes four days on, just back to back days, like going for it. And then you'd have a day off. Um, And through that, you would also be doing at least one gym maintenance session. And then a lot of like loads of recovery stuff. Yeah. So um, you might be doing loads with the physios. Like the physios are essential for snowboarders. Like they're all, they're, you're always at the physio or massage. Like and then yoga and stretching are massive. So within Team JB, all the the girls and guys they have a, a yoga session that they follow as well. Um, and some incorporate just stretching with that too. So that that's kind of I think that covers everything, and then obviously yeah. snowboarding. Like you're just a lot of the time with freestyle, it's just repeating, repeating, repeating. So yeah. they're quite you're quite tactical with where you choose to train. So someone with a fast lift, so that you're like you've got a really quick lift, so you're getting loads of repetition and goes. You know, like footy. If you're the more times you're practicing the kicking the goal, more yeah. chances you know you're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know do you know what that means? Like with a quick lift. Do you know what that means? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Back up the slope. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, quickly. Sorry. I thought it was some code word that I didn't know. Oh, oh, he's <laughs> trying to show off that he's the, the yeah. skier, the snow expert. Ski expert. Um, I, Jenny, could test, I could test you on your... On your yes, on, I think you yes. should. Please yeah. do it, Jenny. Please do that. It's John. Or should I call you Mr. Mr. McHugh? Yeah. Mr. McHugh. Okay. What is... Goofy, regular it's and goofy. It's not no, a Disney character. Oh. Well, oh. I get the countdown theme on. We had an Italian. We had an Italian ski instructor. Ah, okay, skiing as well. Yeah, but it's a snowboarding term. You're either goofy or regular. Right, I never done any snowboarding. <laughs> 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 okay, skiing, skiing. Okay. Um, a switch 180. Wow. I, I can't I can't do any jumps or anything like that. <laughs> must have done a few switch 180s, Mr. McHugh in Italy. Two weeks, two years. Show us show us your top position. 
Stand on that chair. Mr. McHugh, stand on the chair. On the chair. Come on. Come on, participation. So we've done it today. Stand on the chair and get in your foot position. This is when you're trying to create <laughs> Oh, no commitment whatsoever there. Come on, further down. <laughs> oh, can I get it further down? <laughs> Jenny, I'm on the next question. Um, and it's just about advice to kind of athletes um, in, in the school. Uh, what would your advice be to them in terms of kind of working hard and uh, kind of try to find their, their kind of dreams and their goals? This is, this is about this is for me as well, Jenny. Obviously, okay. Bit, bit of context though. Um, are they so we're talking? Are they in the middle of their A levels or their GCSEs? Yeah, yeah, it could be that or or if hires. Sorry, your hires. Yeah, for the hires, uh, and then potentially anybody that would maybe want to uh, continue a career in, in the sporting industry. In the sporting industry, yeah. So, yeah. as athletes, but also within that. Yeah. Um, what? So, what advice I would give going into yeah. that? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, you're going to be aware of which of the sports that you're most interested in and drawn to. Yeah. So, whether that is as an athlete, um, yeah, that we all know that that's like dedication to the sport. Really, like yeah. it is about time doing that sport, and if you, as long as you're enjoying it, because if you, you're not enjoying it, it's you're just never going to get to that end yeah. goal because <clears throat> it, it, being aware of something that I don't know if you teach is about intrinsic and extrinsic goals yeah in motivators and that I think is key because yeah. if you just got to keep remembering what your intrinsic motivators are you know yeah. something because if it gets too extrinsic like for me which was the Olympics for a while there I lost my motivation a bit and so I just had to keep returning to that so I think that would be something as on that path to that industry and then um there are so many good jobs out there like or enjoyable exciting jobs out there you know it's not don't just look in the confines of your school right now or your city you know there is like there's a whole world of it you know you might i would say like take when those opportunities come about you're not quite sure what what that might lead to just go with it and see like just try it yes you might not like that exact thing but it could introduce you to this person that then shows you this world and that's that's something I really didn't grasp until I went away to the mountains and saw all these aspects and you know there's so many jobs within that it's like there's a photographer who shoots snowboarding that's his career you know and someone now a good friend he runs events and he yeah. and he just went, wanted to go away snowboarding but he now runs um things like uh, surf events snow events uh things to do with Wimbledon, you know, and that all came about because of his love of that. And then writing, like I know that a lot of people are involved in sport, but like journalism and writing and, and, and those things. And yeah, I just say keep, kind of keep weaving your way through that path and asking like you guys or whoever for support and guidance with where to go to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I've got one kind of last question for you before I think Mr McHugh finishes us off today. Uh, and it was just based upon the, I think it was two weeks back, you, you were named in the, the top 10 British sporting moments of all time. Is that correct? Best, yeah, British women's sporting moment. It was in the, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was pretty stoked to make it in there. As a like, yeah. not as I'm not, it's not a very common sport in the UK, is it? 
yeah. How, how did that feel for you? Was it quite a proud moment for you? Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was awesome to be recognised, to have winter sports recognised because they are niche. And um, for me, it was like an amazing moment. But you don't know if many people share that with you. But I think the winter sports community like really got behind that and and kind yeah. of like, voted me forward for it. Uh, but it was amazing to see all the other. You know, there's all the other athletes sort of female athletes involved yeah um, you know being nominated for that but yeah yeah superb. Snowboarding. yeah superb right okay so uh, finisher jenny is obviously keeping in with the theme of winter sport Wait, before you finish can i just also something that i you introduced right at the very beginning right i think it's important to acknowledge that yes Officially, I was the first person on snow to win a medal. But unofficially, it was actually a Scottish ski athlete, Alan Baxter. Wow. He won a bronze medal. And it's worth not, like just stating that because he's, he's an incredible ski racer. But it was taken, unfortunately, it was taken away from him. Um, but it was returned. It has been recently returned. But it was to do with, um, I don't want to get controversial, but... It was to do with um, testing positive on a drugs test. However, that was because of a Vicks vapor rub stick. Yeah. You know the ones you used to put uh, on your nose? Yeah. I mean, you can cut this out if you need to, I don't know, but yeah. I just feel it's something worth knowing. It was to do with yeah. that. And the UK ones on the WADA like, drug list that you're allowed, you, you put in, you know, you write in what, you know, like for example, Lensip, that's not allowed. So you would test positive right. if you have Lensip. So he yeah. wrote in this one, I think, you know, it's fine. In America, he bought another one there and there's a different drug in it that he wasn't aware of. And so that tested positive. But anyway, long story short, he actually won a bronze medal in skiing. But it's oh. not official. Yeah. Well, you're the first female. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't take anything away from me. I still, you know, I wanted yeah. to achieve, you know. I couldn't yeah. give a toss if I was, oh, sorry, I couldn't give a monkeys if I was, you know, the 10th person to win it. I, I still yeah. won my yeah. bronze medal, you know. Yeah. Right, okay, so finish up. Oh. Keep remember the theme of the winter sports and also my favourite ever film is Cool Runnings. Right, when <laughs> you come up with your celebrity <laughs> bobsleigh team. Have you got an egg in your pocket then? No. <laughs> He's always got an egg in his pocket. Oh, sorry, that's that. <laughs> we'll cut out that out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... So who's, your, who's, who's, who's on your bobsleigh team to compete against school running's team? Can you start again? Right, yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. So you, it's who I would have in the team. I don't like the question because I hate having to think of an answer quickly. So I've tried. I've been thinking over this. <laughs> Do they? Is it to actually be able to win or just like? Whatever you would, whatever you would like. Yeah. If it's just the participating, that's fine. Right, we've, we've had we've had some uh, music artists. We've had some uh, comedians. We've had some actors in our in our celebrity kind of teams. So it could be anybody. We've had some teachers. Comedians yeah. would be good. Like, I don't know, like, just because it would make you laugh, would it? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, who do I like? Who's your favourite comedian? 
Well, I, quite, I think Ricky Gervais is pretty good. Yeah. Or yeah. Frank Skinner or someone like that. I don't know. Yeah. They're yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, no, I'm terrible at this kind of thing. Um, yeah, like Connolly. Got to have Billy Connolly in there. Oh, Billy. Yeah, but he might be a bit... I don't know what his running skills would be like now. <laughs> right. I tell you, I've been watching... I don't know if... The only because I've been watching it recently is the MJ... Michael Jack... Um, Johnson, flipping it! That is an amazing documentary. Oh, okay. I'd have him in my. I'd have him yeah. in my yeah. team. Yeah. Holy crap! Just for five five sprints, and we'd be at the bottom already. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you said that Billy Connolly's running might not be good enough, and you've got Ricky Gervais in there. <laughs> <laughs> How's he gonna run? You could just, I think he would just roll. <laughs> Yeah, we're tagging. We're going to tag Ricky Davies in this, John. And who have you? Oh, no. Oh, you have to fill it. You have to think of the rest of the people. But I have like okay. someone yeah. small that fits near the front. That's the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Need a female. Need another female in there. I don't know. Oh, I don't like the pressure. Sorry. No, yeah. no, no, it's fine. Right. Um, that a good is, that, is that us finished question wise then, guys? Yes. Yeah, um, just a massive thank you, Jenny, for, for joining us today. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed the, the, the interview and I hope you have as well. Um, so uh, a big thank you from the, the, the PE department at Bishop Briggs. Oh, thank you. I hope it was interesting enough and helpful enough for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> that certainly was. Uh, anybody that's watching this on our YouTube channel, make sure you get across to at Bishop on Twitter. And I also believe we've now got a Spotify channel as well, Mr. Johnson, is that right? Yep, yep. so the Bishop um, PE podcast, if you search that on yep. Spotify, you'll find all the episodes.